Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives, all thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to After Buzz TV, where we are covering The Flash, our favorite show on the CW. I'm your host, Roxy Stryer, alongside Tari Miller. Hey, hey. Ashley Daniels. Hey. Jeffrey Masters. Hello. And a very special guest. Tonight's episode was called Plastique because our very own Kathy Fry is in studio with us. Woo! We are so excited to have you here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for coming. Tonight's episode was amazing, and luckily, all about you. <laughs> it's it's hard because we're calling her the big bad of the week, but she's not big and bad. No, well, you're like small pretty... and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> beautiful and little. So that's that's the new title of it: small and sexy. <laughs> Good, we'll take it. All right, but before we get to that part of the story, which was the majority of the episode, I want to talk about a couple other things. By the way, Ashley, great hero song of the week. Thank yeah. you. I really heard good. it on the radio. It's like pumps you up. Yeah. That's like, we can use that more often, I think. We'll it's see like, if you guys liked it. We'll use it. That shake it off song. Yeah. yeah. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh. yes. <laughs> Shaking it off. Yes. Maybe we'll start with that one week. It's not a hero song, but that is a pump we'll up song. We'll dedicate it to you. But she is a hero of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to get into just a little couple situation. I know that some of you guys at home are loving the couple storyline. Some of you guys like the comic book storylines more. We talk about it all here at After Buzz. And right now we are talking about Iris and Barry. Oh my gosh, was it a crazy episode for them. I mean, ah, sometimes I just look at him and I'm like, tell her. Tell her. Like, how are you holding this in any longer? I can't keep my mouth shut and I'm not you. Right. What were you guys thinking about tonight? Well, you know, like, in, like, the Shakespearean comedies when, like, the two lovers see each other and it's just, like, instant chemistry, like, the fireworks are flying. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> let's make love or end it. That was, like, the iris eyes that I was getting. Yeah. They have she great finally chemistry. met Flash. Yeah. yeah. You, you felt that way being on set, too? Oh, yeah. How was it They're off screen, though? <laughs> that's what oh, we really want to know. the dirt dirt. <laughs> of course we do. After Buzz exclusives, that's what it's all about. Um, but yeah, I just felt like the whole time I was rooting for them, and I really wanted him to come clean and say exactly what was going on. But the longer we wait, the more I want it. And that's what they're trying to do to us. What are you guys thinking about their relationship? Did you like where it took it tonight? Do you like that she kind of had her first interactions with the streak? 
Um, I thought it was really cool. Like just, uh, just that moment when they're face to face and he's like speeding about. Um, he was kind of showing off for her. Cause I mean, if you, if you're a superhero and you like this girl, you're going to be like, yeah. I'm going to show you what I can do. Oh, yeah. Okay, a lot of people are not going to like this, but a lot of people will get what I'm saying. If you saw Grease 2 with Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> that scene where he's the guy, he's not popular, I forget his name, but he's the one that's not popular. And the, he always, the British guy. Yeah, and he's always driving the motorcycle, and he's always pretending he's somebody different in front of her, and she's always like, hi, and he's like always flirting with her. It totally reminded me of that movie. Tell me about it, Stud. I'm... Well, no, the second Grease one. Two, which is we're not, on time. It's not as good as Grease one. Actually. I think he was Australian. I think Australian. With but, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, it was it was eighties, oh, eighties galore. I mean, but Jeff doesn't talk about. And I'm sure a lot of you guys know that movie. But it reminded me of that. And I had this. I mean, the, the first of all, the, the the tension, just the way that she's facing this way and he's behind her, and she's breathing a little heavier. And I was just like. Just turn around and kiss because this is killing us. What about the moment that he winks at her? He says, I'll give you a head start to meet him upstairs. I was like, oh, can somebody wink at me like that? I know. <laughs> I tweeted. I tweeted him. so hot. You, you were did. live tweeting tonight through the episode. I was. So that's a difficult, tricky new experience. I like, I really wanted to be present and just experience the episode, but. You can't if you're also tweeting because you're reading tweets and then answering and you're like, ooh, I want to tweet about that. And, yeah. and answering all four of our questions every two seconds. <laughs> right. I mean, we couldn't help it. We were a little starstruck, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Next to you all night, well, because you're a little bit of a DC fan, so we're kind of picking your brain for, oh, what's actually going on here? What's happening in the comics? Like we do to this guy over here. Yeah. A little bit. Now yeah, you can share, share the burden. <laughs> it's good. Just come every week. Uh, <laughs> I'll field questions to oh, you. We're adopting her. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay, so when he decides to say, um, basically, go see her and not tell who he is, it's because Joe's been giving him all this pressure. Like, you've got to get her to stop writing this. you got to get her to stop writing this. Now, this wasn't clicking as quickly in my mind as it clicked for some of the other people, for Cisco and for Barry. Do you guys think that Iris is actually in danger now that she's, like, labeling herself as the writer of the streak spotter? I mean, is she really in danger, or is Joe just being overprotective? It's a no. combination. Yeah. I think that, like, she she is potentially in danger in that, like, mm-hmm. as, as Barry keeps saving people and meeting these metahumans, he's making more enemies. And so if any of them think that... He, that she can lead them to the Flash or maybe that they can take her hostage and he'll come get her, then I mm-hmm. think that makes her uh, basically a target. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. It had not dawned on me before they said that, but I guess making her like the Flash expert puts her in danger. And I feel like it's the writer's job to like make it as heightened as possible. So might as well. Yeah. Come get her. Absolutely. I, I was agreeing with you there, but I do think that it's kind of strange because it's not like she's writing a blog. I was chatting with my buddy, mm-hmm. The Flash, today. Right, and right. this is what he was telling me. It's basically her saying, I'm with you guys. I've kind of seen this thing going around, and I have no idea what's going on. Right. So he is. There's so many people that want to know exactly where he is, and they really, they're desperate to know information about him, especially the further we go with the episodes. And like you guys said, she's just one person closer to a potential. I mean, it could even be that she's taken hostage, and it's like, Flash, if you don't show yourself right now, I'll kill her. You never know. I mean, there's so many ways that this can go. Also, so far, nobody else is blogging or writing about the streak. Well, that we know of. That we know of. We don't see her that much tonight with Eddie. 
So I'm wondering, do we think maybe she's starting to develop this crush on the streak? I mean, obviously, yes. of course. Yeah. Of course. Because he's, he's dangerous. He's dangerous. Yes. To her, I mean, it's it's not like he's a bad guy, but he's he's the bad boy. He's, and a mystery. Yeah, yeah. he's a mystery. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that. When they were both looking the same direction, though, and he was, like, behind her, I was like, it's like Titanic moment. <laughs> like, gazing across. <laughs> no, I was sitting there watching that, though, thinking, she's got to know. She's got to see who it is. And then the second she would turn, he would do the blur thing. But she was able to spot that he had uh, the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, she could see that. So I was like, if you could tell that girl, if you his eyes. if you grew up with this person, you could tell by his silhouette and his like body form if he's that close. How cool is that with the voice, though? Oh, it's I amazing. love that. I was thinking Cisco maybe built in some like voice box and like chin strap. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't, and that led to one of my favorite moments of the episode, which was where we get him talking to Joe yeah. and them really relating. You know, we've seen so many moments with Joe where. I feel like he's very hard on Barry. It's mm-hmm. his second father, so it's a lot of tough love, especially from a cop. But this was like the lightest, most giggly moment about the voice. And I, I loved, loved it. That. I loved it. He got a kick out of him. That was yeah. hilarious. He's like, you did that with your voice. He's cracked up laughing. Even at the very end, even after she, he basically finds out that Barry likes Iris, which he already kind of knew, he still, he walks away laughing yeah. from that moment. Speaking of that though, Ash, did you guys know that Joe had any idea about Barry? We find out that he knew about Eddie and Iris, that he was smart enough to pick up on that. So I wasn't shocked that he picked up on Barry. How did you guys feel that he already knew Barry crushed on his daughter? I mean, I felt like he was all for it. Like, he's he's known Barry since he was a little kid, like, and they've grown up together. And you see these two kids interacting this whole time. I mean, you can... He's a detective, but even if he wasn't, he's a grown-up. He, know, he knows how those uh, interactions go. Okay. Um, and plus... I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I wasn't surprised that he knew, but I was surprised that, like, this scene was there, that him telling Barry Allen that. Usually it's just kind of, like, understood, and, like, whereas she doesn't turn around and see his identity, he won't turn around and reveal, like, oh, you've a crush on my daughter. He was very open with him. I was surprised about that part. You're right, because usually it would just kind of go under the rug and be like, oh, he probably knows it. Yeah. But they addressed it head on. Yeah. Which is really cool to see. All right, so then we have our very favorite come in, Plastique enters the episode, and I'm not knowing whether I should be afraid or whether we should be excited, because every other metahuman that we've seen so far has turned out to be, other than obviously Barry, has turned out to be really bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering from you, knowing about The Flash a little bit, when you get this script, are you thinking, "Uh uh-oh, am I going to be a really horrible person here, or what are you thinking? You mean, am I hoping that I'm a really horrible person? (laughs) I mean both. What are the thoughts? What are the hopes? Um, Well, I knew from the audition what kind of metahuman I would be. Okay. Um, But I love playing bad people. I think it's fun because I'm not a bad person in my real life. Oh, oh, cool. (laughs) I don't kill people. Just to clear this up. All right, so... Wait, when you... I'm sorry. I know you're going to ask what I was going to ask. I know he's going to ask what I was going to ask. These two are twins. They always... Are they? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. Um, When you say you knew what kind of metahuman, like, power she has, did you know, like, she makes things explode or did you know this is plastique? 
Oh, what do you mean? You mean from With the audition? Role. Like, was it like, was that the character name always, or was it like oh, Beth? Yes. Yes, oh, yes, yes, it was okay. always oh, Beth gotcha. Sansusi, aka oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And did you have a, did you go from just straight from audition to booking it, or did you have to do a callback? Well, I had been into producers before for Arrow. Okay. And that's a sister show of, yes. of The Flash, so Andrew Kreisberg was in the room when I had auditioned for Arrow, and then he was in the room again when I auditioned for The Flash. He was there for the first initial audition. On like, for that's arrow. amazing. Yeah, that means I think that it was a very a- selective. I wasn't like cattle call audition. It was like they probably had just a few people in mind to have a producer sitting there. Yeah, well, uh, typically you go through your first call and then you get called back to producers. Right. And for the Flash, because I'd already been in yes. for David Rappaport a few times, he just brought me straight to producers that's for fabulous. Plastique. Shout out to David Rappaport. We love you, Again, David. We, Good job. Ooh, ooh. She's awesome. Yeah, amazing job casting this entire show and every single, whether it is a regular or somebody who's coming on for one episode or hopefully more episodes. <laughs> wink, wink. He's done an amazing job. But so then you you figure out that you are going to be plastique and are you thinking like, okay, this is such an iconic character. What do I do? How do I, or what do you I just what goes through your mind when you know you're going to be plastique? That's well, amazing. Uh, first off, woo! Yeah. <laughs> I raised the roof a little, um, and and uh, you know it was all just such a gift. I thought I actually thought I bombed the audition. So interesting. I, I hear that more often than not is it pe- the people that book things that I thought I bombed it. It's, I it's always a, feel that so way. I'm like, well, womp womp. Oh well, on to the next one, and then I I book it, and the ones I'm like nailed it. No call. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I know. Um, so I was excited to find out that I booked it to begin with. And my oldest brother's a huge DC Comics fan. So lucky. That That's so lucky because then he can tell you all the di- little like secret tips about where you've come from. He, yeah, he, he gave me a full history on Plastique and on The Flash and, and getting to tell him. Was he I the first it. person you told when you booked it? Well, I told my mom. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's my first call always. Um, but telling Jason was, he was like, oh, I cannot believe my little sister is oh going to be plastic. Well, that's what I mean. That's it's amazing. so different than booking a role like on a show where the characters are being created as you go. This is somebody who has existed for Since years. Since before I was, I've been yeah. on this earth. Right. right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you don't just go and watch a couple episodes of something. And you're like, oh, I know who this is. There's extensive online articles, comic books, everything. So it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Just for one thing. You And just one more question. You are very, obviously you're so well trained as an actress and you, thank you. you, I mean, this is not like something you just started yesterday. So going into something like this where you're playing a fictional, I mean, it's not like it's a real person that's lived, I mean, sorry, I hate to break it to everybody, but (laughs) Plastique's not a real person. So like, is it different? Is there a different method to going about it? Like, you know, you, I mean, you have to do background research on her, I'm sure, but... Well, I think the nice thing about Bet is that she is a real person. You yeah, know, she's yeah. a real person with real feelings. And so you see her deal with this. You deal with her realizing that she's never going to be able to touch another human. That's how you look yeah. at it. Okay. And that's a real thing that could you imagine never being able to no. touch another human being for the rest of your life? Like, right. that's heartbreaking. Ashley yeah. started tearing up during that. She, told me, she was like, this is really sad. It was really, really sad. Yeah. But, it, but it just shows the, what you brought to the table. You know, you really, you. you could tell you didn't just say the lines. Absolutely. Really, almost made me cry. <laughs> so she comes in and yes, we could relate to her a little bit, but we saw that this was kind of the first big bad that Barry was relating to. He wanted to be protective over you because he saw himself a little bit yeah. in in plastique you know the other people we've seen him try to save but then he very quickly realizes uh-uh this isn't gonna work because they're 
all bad, but you weren't. You had a mixture of both. So it was interesting to watch Barry interact with somebody of his kind and have them kind of, you know, change their mind and turn around. By the end, we thought you were going to turn bad, and then you flipped back to being good and saying you were glad that he saved you. So it was like a whole roller coaster of emotions going on with her. What did you guys think about the arc of her character and how she, what were you thinking while we were watching? Did you think she was going to end up killing him? Were you surprised when she didn't? I, no, I keep interrupting you. Why don't you start, Ashley? No, no, I actually wasn't going to say anything. Um, I actually thought that when Harrison was sending her off to, um, kill the general, I thought it was as like a suicide mission as like, you're the bomb, go like hug him and explode. Oh, okay. So I was kind of, uh, surprised by like the balls. Hmm. Well, well, I got some balls. Purple balls. <laughs> Girl's got balls on her for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that when she had been touching other characters and you, you see her touch, she's not actually exploding. Like when she does that to Barry and she touches his chest, nothing really happened to her. It was more to him. So I didn't think of her being the bomb because I don't think she would have detonated. Gotcha. I think it was only when she was shot that she had that reaction go through her body. Yeah. I think he was just trying to take care of two birds with one stone. He assumed that they'd either, like once he, he, she took out Eiling, then his men would take her out. Just kind of taking both those problems at the same time. Let's talk about Eiling for a second. Sure. So this is another person we're seeing that knows Wells from his past. Yes. He, this guy confuses me more and more every single week. He's dropping these hints all the time about being from the future. We've talked about it on this show before. He says again tonight when Plastique's so upset because she's realizing that uh, Caitlin's about to give her bad news, he says it hasn't been, the cure for this hasn't been invented yet. So does that mean it will be invented? Does that mean you're the one to invent it? Does that mean you know the inventors? Does that mean you're coming from the future and you've come back here? Like (laughs) He's killing us. Every single week it's like something else that it's just, it's mind-blowing. And like you say, Roxy, we don't know exactly what it is, but we do know that he has a knowledge far beyond the present moment and from the newspaper clipping to just the fact that he knows him and that he says the word yet and all the other little things that he's thrown in, um, it's like he's doing it more and more and more and it's 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 gonna happen we're gonna get our fix sooner or later we're going to get our answer sooner or later you can't keep doing this it has to be a point in the next few episodes I yeah. really feel like it's gonna come out yeah we're going back five years yes. in tonight's episode at one point we go back and we see what they actually where they actually knew each other from can anybody clarify what was going on in that situation because from what we see it's just it's Wells and Eiling and they're arguing about an iconic meta not human an <laughs> iconic villain right. um Gorilla Grodd so what do we think is actually going on there how were they working together well they had mentioned earlier in the episode that they were working together to do uh mind reading essentially um, right, that that he want Wells wasn't as interested in the results of the mind reading. Right, um, and so Grodd uh, traditionally was experimented on to to enhance his brain functions, and he develops mind control powers, and so that is how that is being tra- or translated into this series. Wow. Yeah. So they were doing all of these mind control tests, but maybe at some point Wells was into it, and then all of a sudden he realized it had gone too far. And then he says he has... Oh, go ahead, Jeff. No, no. And then he says he has other plans for him, which 
that confused me even more. Well, if you remember in the, I think the very first episode, there was a cage and underneath the accelerator with yes. Rod's name on yeah. it. Right. Which is the same so thing. So he had, yeah, he'd either carried him with him and was still working with him or, I mean, no, that's it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not an accident. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just am wondering what were his plans then? So if his plans weren't the mind control, what was he using God for? We're, we're going to have to see. I didn't know we were going to ever see him on the show in general because you think the special effects on the show are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But yep. you think that they're not going to want to touch a gorilla. <laughs> but, you know, they're like, oh, there's enough villains out there. There's enough metahumans. There's enough villains. There's enough characters that we don't have to go the gorilla route. Well, it's going right. to cost us too much money. But, okay. Yeah. But isn't that so fun? Oh, yeah. my God. It's amazing. <laughs> I'd love to be a gorilla. <laughs> You're way too Planet of Apes, the next one. Um, now, speaking of the effects, too, when like uh, Barry Allen speeds out of the room and like the papers fly or your hair flies, how did they shoot that? Is it giving away a secret if I if I say? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, they show a lot of behind the scenes pictures. Do I mean, they? Yeah, like they show like Barry always behind the, with the camera. We get the tweets of them all the time for people. It's really yeah. happening. She's really drowning. Wow. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay now. Okay. Still a little water in here. Um, you don't even tell us if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Want. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to. Um, the, the, there are some some effects that Is there happen. A Beyonce okay. fan. Yes, great. A Beyonce is actually there holding the fan. <laughs> oh, that's, really? That's, that's secret. That's so secret, cool. you guys. Oh my god. So, well, you know, Grant's girlfriend dances for Beyonce. Oh, oh no way. She's a backup dancer no. on wow. Beyonce's tour. Does she come to set ever? With um, Beyonce, yes. She's with Beyonce She's holding the fan. Oh, oh, of course. <laughs> Great. So we do know, because Barry has done a bunch of interviews saying that he's going through all of these motions and that they speed it up. So we know effects of like that thing, which is crazy to me, especially we saw him going through the files tonight and I'm like, oh my God, his hands move so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, no, I read that. I read that they're yeah. not really moving that fast. So some of those things, I'm like, all right, I can figure that out. Well, didn't forward. we see also like a green screen of him like or um yes. he's like on a treadmill behind a yes. green screen? Right. Mm. Absolutely. So they can implant that anywhere. But I just can't believe for a television show how far TV has come. Oh, that amazing. this was a an hour long so forty two minute episode of TV. And we saw somebody running on water up a building mm-hmm. burn flames. Uh, flames, yeah. a explosion, a gorilla, explosion, purple water. You lots you really turning what I don't even know what to call like that. purple veins radioactive yeah. yeah something right we I mean it how was glowing. amazing I was just glowing you, you just glow that's natural <laughs> a lot of people complain about different uh, DC shows or Marvel shows whatever the comic book shows not being able to give us enough variety with a specific hero and that's what I'm really loving about the Flash and about Barry Allen in general is that. Every week, they're adding on a new talent yeah. and yeah. a new different thing for us to be like, holy crap, he can do that. So I was not thinking to myself, wow, he's got, we already seen him get to the top building, but run across the water. I wasn't thinking he was going to be able to do that. That's like a right. whole new thing. The voice change, all of those things. What do we think could possibly happen next? I mean, we know that there could be a time travel component with this speed. Mm-hmm. What other things can we think of that you could do when you're just that fast? When you're the fastest <laughs> man alive. Well, quite a few. Whoa. <laughs> okay, okay girlfriend. <laughs> what do we know? Come on. Don't give us this well stuff. Let's hear it. Come oh, on. No. 
Well, and that, w- that was just a bad innuendo, you guys. That's all. Killing us over here. A bad lady. Oh, I do love, like, the excuse, though, to give, like, the classic, like, almost cheesy, but not quite cheesy comic book lines of, like, you can run on water now. Like, you're in good company. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. I love that. Yeah. I-, I tweeted, uh... JC referenced by the gorge Danielle Panabaker. <laughs> Amazing. You know what else I loved tonight was the little crush that our Cisco had on. Oh. Yes. Plastic was amazing. He was oddly obsessed with you. We haven't seen that side of him yet. And he he hates you at first because Let's be honest. You ruined his masterpiece. That's <laughs> on did. you. But you didn't sorry, mean to. Sorry, Carlos. <laughs> you nope, didn't mean to. That, okay, but she's got to take the blame for that one. I you know. But then she makes it up because of her face. That's pretty much. <laughs> I know, right? Her winning personality. <laughs> pretty much, he sees a picture of her, and he's like, "Okay, this is it." Yeah. So this opened up a new side for me. We were calling them the Scooby Gang, and we haven't really seen much about their love interests. We know that we have Firestorm coming. We nice. know that Caitlin has him in the past, but we haven't seen much from Cisco. Do you guys feel like maybe he's new to love or that he has some love stories that we haven't found out yet? Is he just easy to crush, or is it just that she was so frickin' Beautiful. What do you think? I mean, well, I would like, I would like to think it was my super attractive personality <laughs> that, that just won picture. him over. Um, I would like to think it was me, but you know, I am an actress. So, is <laughs> it ever get like? Uh, are you making jokes on set? Because obviously, he's throwing himself at you on the show. He, he really is. So, do you guys ever like make it lighthearted? Because otherwise, maybe a little uncomfortable or is it just sweet oh no it was all i mean we're all acting you know it was all of course super chill yeah that's amazing and he's a wonderful actor so it was because fun. it is a him. comic book yeah we do Obsessed. and it's like the first thing he's ever done on camera you know i mean i know he's like toured a lot in like broadway stuff but yeah tv it's this Isn't first that amazing yeah. it's unbelievable and it's, it's such like a subtle performance too mm-hmm. but like in that big it's and he's great. so charming he is so charming yeah. a lot of times so it innocent doesn't sweet. it doesn't translate that well from the stage to um film but he really is well, when he's you like say subtle it. it's interesting you say that because theater actors are very over the top and so that's it is interesting you, you said subtle that he's yeah. very subtle. Uh, i think so yeah. yes yeah well his character though the way he acts is kind of like fidgety and neurotic in yeah. ways, so I think that yeah. that might be the way that it is a yeah. little louder. I just think for like a funny sidekick, it's easy to go like so overboard for that, and yet he keeps it's it very like, grounded. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really absolutely. Is. I also because it's a comic book, I didn't know if whether or not to expect like a plastic and Carlos kiss at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh! So it's I like a true love kiss, and he happen. tries to save her. Maybe. Uh, and then, I, then I blow those lips up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe he finds a way to make you come back to life. He is pretty. Smart. I hope so. In the comic book, Tori, does Plasti come back from the dead, like a la like X Men style? Um, <laughs> like what's her name? <laughs> well, she's not dead in the comics. Um, she's saved by Firestorm. Yeah, Firestorm saves her. She marries uh, Captain Adam. They get divorced. She goes back not to crime. Not Cisco. <laughs> not Cisco. Here's the um, thing: we don't see her really die in tonight's true. episode. Right. I mean, we see her. If that was a human being, she would clearly be dead. But she's... How do you even describe that? It looked like she had, like, a school of fish running through her. <laughs> I thought, like, a, like veins. It almost looked like purple veins. It was right. weird. Like, like spider veins, kind of. Yeah. You right. know? I, I might be morphing. 
Yeah. What can we morph into? into? But sh- you were in water, which <laughs> makes me think. Fish. I wonder if water has an effect on it that can like kind of back, like make it go backwards or something, or make mm-hmm. it right. or, or just yeah. Interesting. Maybe Stop I turn it. into a mermaid. <gasps> That'd be great. Us. A spinoff series. Aqua Woman. Plastique though was in the army. Can you tell us a story about the writer who is also in the army? Yes. Yeah. I love that story. Brooke Eichmeyer, one of the writers on The Flash who was in Vancouver with me while we were filming, was in the army herself. Um, she and Andrew Kreisberg were in the writer's room as assistants on Boston Legal, one of my favorite shows. And then the writer strike happened, and when that happened, Brooke was like, "You know what? I'm joining the army." So she joined the army. Wow! As as many people on the writer strike did. I know, know. isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's amazing. And then um, she was a crypto linguistic specialist, learned Arabic. Actually, met her husband in Arabic class. Hmm. Oh. Um, I know, such a like love story. I, I started getting chills when she was telling me on set. I was like, "What?" Um, and then uh, she is now on the Flash as a writer and. Of course, Bet Sensusi in in the Flash TV show has a military background, so she she gave me some great information. Does she write for Arrow as well? Do you I know? don't believe so. Okay. No. What kind of little tidbits could she give you? Was it more about the way you said your words or how you held yourself? There was some military jargon that that I asked her. Okay, how would you say this? Because I didn't want to hit a word like an actor would hit a word. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to say it as as if I really was military. Right. And sometimes I would stand a certain way and she she said in that one scene with Tom Cavanaugh and myself when he basically is giving me my last mission to mm-hmm. go and blow up General Eiling, mm-hmm. Clancy Clancy Brown. Um she said, you know, in this part I think you might do this one move. It's just something that is innately in us and people back home who are military will will get it. Wow. What was the move? Um can I stand up? No, I'll be yeah, off camera. It's basically like I'll I... Try to, I can try to get you. <laughs> <laughs> can I stand with these things? Yeah, let's... let's yeah, I can let's sort of stand. So, so, um, so Tom, Tom Cavanaugh's sitting there in the wheelchair and he gives me this last mission and I, you know, I think you can see the wave of emotion that was going through my body during that scene yeah. mm-hmm. and, and it's basically my, my last my last mission that he's giving me and I do this one thing where I just put my I put my arms behind my back and I put my feet together and that's when I go off to oh. get clicks and it's brown. like you say it's nice. natural it's, it's so natural because you that's what you would do if you were like you guys probably always do that when you get a mission or when you get any right well she said that. she said it's it's just second nature right <laughs> in mm-hmm. fact Andrew Kreisberg said she does it sometimes when he tells no her no way <laughs> yeah <gasps> and Andrew's like stop it <laughs> <laughs> not in the army anymore girl Oh my god. That's pretty insane. I, I can is. only imagine how helpful it would be to have somebody <laughs> there to explain to you like, oh no no, here's here's how to do it because yeah. otherwise how do you learn something like that? The way you move, it's not really anything you can look up in a book. Right. Yeah, no. And how neat is it that this aired on Veterans Day? Yes. Yeah. That's Isn't really that amazing. amazing. Yes. Well, the world's funny like that. It is. Okay, I want to hear more about your set experience there. So you were telling us a little bit while we were watching the show about how amazing this cast actually was to work with, which is so refreshing refreshing to hear because we have actors come in all the time that are like, oh, I went on, but, you know, people were a little stuck to themselves. (laughs) What did you think about the cast of The Flash? Uh, Amazing. Amazing. I, I... 
Candace Patton is also from Texas. I'm from Houston, and she's from the Dallas area. Uh, Danielle Panabaker, such a she's been around forever, and she's such a professional. As as you see, she's and I feel like everybody on that set has just become this tight knit, cute family. And they have Tom Cavanaugh and Jesse L. Martin to anchor that cast of uh, and you know. I can just love fest on all of them. Grant Gustin and Carlos. Was there anybody, I'm trying to think if there's anybody you weren't in a scene with. Well, Jesse. Oh. Sadly. I would would love to be in a scene with him. And you wish you were. And Candace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesse and Candace. But you guys got to uh, socialize a little bit offset then. Yeah. Yeah. Went to dinner. uh, Oh, and and Rick Cosnett. Um, Oh, yeah, because he wasn't in much of the episode. Not this one. But he he has been recently. Oh he's yeah, been a whole bunch. Yeah. He's been crazy um, we went to dinner one night, and my friend Lindsay Morgan, who's on the One Hundred, came with us. She's also from Texas, so you know, in brunch, we've hung out in Vancouver quite a bit. <laughs> I, yeah, because I can imagine just being it, it must have been kind of intimidating, just because not for you, but I'm saying like in general, when you're going on a show that people already know each other. So the fact that they were so embracing and everything probably just made it like you, you just seemed like you had so much fun. You know, has there ever been an experience like that where you've had that much fun going into a, a show that's already going on that they're already taping? And uh, I've been really lucky in my acting experiences, but. I also think that because I walk into a room and go, hi, and yeah. I introduce myself first and I, I put out a warm vibe, typically people respond with a warm vibe. I mean, every now and then I get a cold shoulder, but whatever. Yeah. I just don't talk to them. I have <laughs> to say. Texas girl and you very yeah, sweet. I'm not much of a, I don't usually hug people when I first meet them, but I saw you today and I was like, I just want to hug her. She gives off that <laughs> oh thing. Oh my gosh. You just want to hug her. You are real, you really are so sweet. Oh, you're very I'm genuine. Uh oh, Jeff, am I crazy? He's, he's no, giving me the crazy eyes. I thought they were so nice. Oh, <laughs> you are. No, you really are. You just. You're just like, so it's easy it's like to like somebody. an old friend. Absolutely. <laughs> Named Plastic. I'm thinking about something that I wanted to talk about that I realized we didn't touch upon a little bit was, so we get well saying to Plastique to go do this, and then Plastique, her dying words, are trying to tell Barry what Wells did, but she doesn't get it across. But, I know. Yeah, I know. which is insane to me, because... It was almost like it went over Barry's head a little bit. Like he was trying well, to listen. Well, I think he had me in his arms, and he's like freaking out, yeah. right? Oh, of yeah. course. But what did what did you guys think about that moment? If she had been able to say what she wanted to say, which is he sent me to do this, he's the one who advised me mm-hmm. to do this. What do you think would have happened? Barry would have confronted him, or oh, how he would, would have that? freaked out. He would have been so angry. He's not. Listen, putting someone in danger is so not Barry Allen. Yeah. He is the antithesis of all of that. So for him, he would have. He would have. Once he take, took care of the situation, he would have ran really fast yeah. back. Barry. And Harrison told him <laughs> that him she cannot join us on part of our Scooby team. We have enough. She's not trustworthy. And yet he's giving her orders. It is, it is so true, though. In that moment, I was thinking, that's so mean. But she is different than Barry because his powers can do good. Right. And what can a person who makes bombs do? But they're so bad smart. They can harness this somehow. I believe. Yeah, yeah. totally. Some type of blow up glove mines. or something. They could blow up mines in yeah. Iraq. Sean <laughs> in the there room. You go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Producer engineer Sean, everybody. Just, so, and, and you know, remember that scene where he said, you know, if we could, t- if we could take back, if we, if you could take back, if you could get back what, the time that you lost or whatever it was that he said to you, um, you know, if if you could rewind time and, and have this not be, have this not had happened to you, um, 
it was such a sad moment because it's like she wants her old life back so badly. Yeah. Um, and so you see there is such a good person there. So just because her actions and whatever it is that's done this to her causes her to bomb things doesn't mean you can't find a good way to utilize her skills. Right. That was right. A, it was such a sad moment there and it, it kind of brought up the same emotions to me like the nostalgic feeling that I felt when Barry finally went to Iris and was telling her like listen I'm over it with my family that's why you need to stop but we could tell he wasn't really over it there's certain things that I feel like these characters they're carrying with them and you have to put up this front like oh I'm mm-hmm. okay or when Plastique goes away to cry and she's like oh I'm okay like you don't yeah. as a metahuman you probably put it on yourself that people can't really see how you feel because you're supposed to be something different now. Yeah, and I love that scene too because like with other superheroes like the Supermans, it's like why was I born like this? Like how do I like do these powers? I don't want to be an outsider. But for him to be like, no, this is a good thing. We can help people. Like that's nice to see him accepting that. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I agree. I thought it was really cool. Any other thoughts on the episode tonight before we get into some predictions, guys, on next week? Oh, hell nah. Okay. I want it to be Tuesday. Yeah, let's jump into these predictions. All right. It is Tuesday. I know it is. Next Tuesday. It is so sad because I agree with you, Ash. It's a special effect. Yeah. We got the lights. We got the sound. Plastique, what did you touch? What did you just touch? Sorry, guys. Better or worse than the Flash show? (laughs) I mean, so good. So good. No, but I... I I agree with you, Ash. So it's this thing I think the second that the show ends, I'm like... One more week. Now we got a full another Foxy week. Foxy takes screen grabs of, of the episode. She tries to relive like the, the episodes that we yeah. have all week. Like she tries to draw them out. Like just she's like me. Like we, <laughs> that's we love it. Well, that's my favorite part. I, that's why I love AfterBuzz because I get to talk to fans throughout the entire week. I we mean, do. there's mm-hmm. going to be you're definitely going to be getting AfterBuzz fans tweeting you asking you all these questions about things because people want to know. They want to know what's going on on the show and and what information we can. They're give the coolest them. people ever. We learned so much from them. Even I know. on our YouTube, we'll give you the link and you can see all the things they write us. They're like geniuses. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, I'd love to see. yeah, I want to talk about that a little more. I touched on it in the beginning, but um, there are certain people who are out there that are loving how much information we're giving on the actual comic books because it enhances the show for them. And then there are some people out there who are thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe, like, uh, oh, I didn't know that person was going to end up being a villain based on their name. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to know that. So here's the thing. We're going to say it all. We got it. That's <laughs> yeah, our thing. Just... We're doing the research. We are, we're looking into it. We've all been DC fans. So this is absolutely the show for super fans. People who want to hear from their favorite actors on their show. People who want to hear about these comic books, about the DC universe, and everything. It's so a mystery that we're trying to solve. And yeah. I know we've got to wrap up, but very briefly, you started a DC show for only, right? Right, absolutely. So um, it's DC Movie News, and you can find it on popcorntalk.com. It's one of our sister networks, so it awesome. talks about all DC Universe stuff if you want more stuff. Thank you, Jeff, yes. for that little shout-out. Of course. Yeah. I missed the first part. So oh, yeah. I, I host on that show, because I'm obsessed with the DC Universe, as are all of us yeah. right now. So anyway, going into predictions on this show, once again, we didn't get to see the most amount of things and scenes from next week uh we have i mean you were the one who i was sitting there like who is that you were telling us a little bit about this big bad that we have next week should we be scared i mean i would be 
<laughs> are you are you gonna watch? Are you watching the oh, show? Oh, I love the show. Oh, you're glued to it. I'm I'm totally hooked. You watch a lot of TV. My, my, I love television. I'm a TV addict, but I that's love so good as an actress because you don't you have to like know the tone of every episode of every show. Like, so if you have yeah. an audition, you kind of yeah, and and you need to know what you're drawn to and why you're drawn to it. You know, yeah. I find that I get cast in shows that I actually like. It's awesome. Thank, thank God. So I'm predicting that Plastique will be back somehow. Oh, I am too. 100%. Yeah. In the future. I think it'll be like in like by the time we've forgotten about her. We're like, oh, there she is. <laughs> when we start, ex- stop I think it's going to be like expecting. in two weeks. <laughs> oh my oh. God, we're sending you back there already. Show us your passport. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we do see next week though, Girder, was that the name of the... Yes. And made of iron Honor. Like, made it honor and honor and iron and it looks like Barry punches him at some point and ow that hurts because it was iron mm-hmm. what do we got for I love guys? your play by play that's so good like you could just act it out um, she's yeah actually I was thinking about doing interpretive dance for this <laughs> it's something that I like I would like to come I I'll buy tickets please yeah uh, no but it's free admission for you I have that's to right. I have to go over everything that happens because so much happens in the episodes obviously that's we have to talk about it all yeah I know mm-hmm. so what are we thinking whether it is long term or short term predictions you know that I'm coming to you Tari because you're next to me um yeah yeah, uh, I think that uh, that I mean next week. We, yeah, we know that Gerder is going to be a thing, and I, I'm really excited for it because it's it's that old not proverb, but the saying like the immovable object meets the unstoppable force, and so that's what this whole uh, the concept of next episode is going to be. So hmm. that should be really fun. I think Ireland. He's that's. Please. And I always have to go after him. It's like mm. torture. Like, <laughs> You're brilliant with your binder too, Al. Oh, yeah. Well, my binder. I'm going to get a lock for my binder. Um, <laughs> private. Um, I feel like Iris is not going to stop blogging. She is going to keep on secretly blogging and it's going to cause... But not so secret anymore. Well, I think it's going to be secret in terms of... Yeah, well, I, well she's going to think that it's secret. But she's think, she's going to think that The Flash doesn't know that she's still blogging. I just feel like there's no way you could just end that. Like that's that was a big part of these episodes, and all of a sudden she's just going to be like, "Okay, I'll stop blogging." Yeah, she's too infatuated with him, especially now. Now that she's met him. Also, she's not the kind of person who listens. Yeah, to anybody. tell her totally. what to do. She's supposed to beat her own drum. So Absolutely, like, she can keep on. Oh, no. there's keep no on, way. Keep it on. <laughs> if, if she was going to stop, we were going to hear her tell tonight uh, Barry that she would stop, and she is crying after him at the end because she's like, "I'm not going to stop. This is what I have to do." Right. Jeff, right. predictions? Um, going off that, I think that more people are going to start being interested in this quote-unquote red streak, the streak. And I think that it's going to potentially go in the direction of like, oh my god, there's drama. Where's the Batman? Where's Superman? Where's the Flash? Mm. Uh-huh. So maybe we'll start to call him the Flash instead of the streak. Yeah. People are people are going to catch wind of what you, he is. You don't think Cisco's going to name him? I thought they did name him. Right, but it's don't you that. think that he's going to... Oh, yeah. I mean, he names you pretty fast. He, yeah. He named everybody. That was so cute. Right? I know. He, he was adorable. I saw it. a hashtag last week. Uh, hashtag Cisco the Namer. <laughs> Predictions nice. from you? Oh, just kidding. Don't worry. <laughs> She's got nothing except for her social media. So I know you're a huge Instagrammer, and now you are on the Twitter. I so am. where can everybody find you if they want to keep in touch? At Kelly Fry, K-E-L-L-Y-F-R-Y-E. In both places, Instagram and yep. Twitter? Instagram, Twitter. Perfect. Kelly Fry fan I'm going to follow you right now on Instagram. I already followed you on Twitter. Okay. 
Tari, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. Uh, you can also find me at Assorted uh, Panels here on AfterBuzz. <laughs> yep, I know words. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is tough, I know. Ash, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ashley Daniels and Instagram at Miss Ashley Daniels. And I do all the above at Jeff Masters One. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzzTV, AfterBuzzTV.com. Go to iTunes, go to YouTube, rate, comment, subscribe. Let everybody know how much you love Kelly coming into studio tonight and that you want to see Plastique back on both their show and our show. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming in. You were amazing. Thanks for having me. Until next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.